Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Houghton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I applied many months ago for the conference, and not only was I accepted to attend, I was also fortunate enough to be selected as one of the speakers of the event. I'm going to touch base on that shortly in regards to how that went. I went along with with fewer little expectations. I didn't really know what I was throwing myself into around who I was going to meet and what value I was going to get for it. Obviously, I was spending a little bit of money on the flights and accommodation and taking a few days off work. So from that point of view, I was, you know, giving a little bit up to go and attend it. I guess most importantly, I was giving time away from the family, which is always pretty tough. But to be honest, it's a good few things that I learned. And and the first one was the fact that it completely changed my outlook on what financial independence is. Now, I mean, this really was a life-changing conference, and I'd recommend to everybody in your lifetime to go along to one of these events. And uh, like I said, completely life-changing because what I realized from the, from the speakers and everybody that I met there is that I've always kind of seen financial independence as just another fancy word for personal finance. And it turns out I was wrong. I was so far wrong that I, I couldn't be further from, from being right. Financial independence isn't about money. Money is a tool to give you freedom with your time. And it's what these guys do with their time that ultimately makes them so interesting. So I'll give you an example. Uh, there was one gentleman there. He, he was a few years older than me now, in fairness. He was likely in his mid-40s. Maybe he just aged because he'd been in the sun so much. And I'll touch on that now with the story. But he was a banker and he was made redundant in 2012. And rather than finding another job, he basically received a redundancy. He had been saving up money before then, but he took his redundancy, threw it into ETFs. And I can point out that ETFs are taxed far more efficiently in Spain than they are in Ireland. And what did he do? Well, he bought a motorcycle and he traveled the world. And he specifically focused on countries that were low cost. And he only withdrew money out from his investment pot when he needed it. So if the stock market had done well that year, he would pull out a little bit more. If it hadn't done so well, he would limit the amount that he took out and maybe just go to a cheaper low-cost country. Uh, He'd been through all of Africa. He'd been a, a lot around the southern parts of Europe. And it was just amazing to see this guy was on holiday with no end date in mind. And look, that may not be for me. That may, may not be for you. But the point was that he got to decide what he ultimately did with his time. And the key takeaway here was that what you do with your time is your decision, right? Because there was a few people that were financially independent there. And I mean, they were young. They were, they were my age, 35, maybe even younger. And they all did different things, right? They, they still were busy. I mean, I've talked about this before. Nobody there was seeing the RE side of fire. Everybody was focused on the first part. And the second part was about what you do of that time. And it was all about doing projects. Uh, there's one particular story, uh, and I'm actually hoping that he's going to come on the podcast soon so he can share a story a little bit more. Uh, but this particular gentleman, he was basically trying to help the environment. He was doing environmental projects in his own town just to try and make it better for everybody else. And because he had the time, he could be a leader in this. It was amazing to see that passion that somebody could have 
on a project that they weren't getting paid for, but they just genuinely were wanting to make a difference. The next thing that I learned from it, and this was really, really interesting. This again, this is, this is mind changing. Is that financial independence is about spending all of your money. For me, I'd always seen my portfolio building up, building up, building up. And I've been like, right, I'm actually in wealth management. That's, how, that's what I was thinking. And I was thinking, right, I'm going to make sure that I can pass as much money on to my kids. And it's about living off the interest and, you know, being frugal all my life. That's not how these guys worked at all. They saw their portfolio as something that they were eventually going to spend. And ultimately, the day that they died, they wanted that balance to be zero. And I kind of raised my hand and said, well, hang on a second, I said. You know, I've got kids. Should I be thinking about my kids and so on and so forth? And they didn't really answer the question. It was actually me that actually thought of my own answer in my own head. Is that the best thing that I can be doing for my kids is not leaving them my money, but teaching them my knowledge about how to become financially independent. And it's this old story of, do you teach a man to fish or do you just keep catching him a fish and dishing it up to him? And I think we've all heard the story before. An inheritance is passed on and within three months, the child has spent all the money that's taken a lifetime for the parent to save. And so for me, that was a powerful lesson. So now when I look at my portfolio, whatever's in there, sorry, kids, there's going to be none left in there by the time that I finally kick the bucket. But what I will teach you is I will teach you how to do this yourself so that you can start your own journey as soon as you're old enough to actually start thinking about this stuff. All right. And so that was a really, really important takeaway. This was hilarious, actually. It was mainly Spanish people there. There were other people there from some of the Southern European countries, such as Italy and so on. And I was, you know, the one guy from Ireland who had a much higher cost of living than the other guys there. And the amazing thing for me was that they were talking, we need half a million for our portfolio. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, well, I probably need at least a million in theory to have enough money to last my entire lifetime, right? So their numbers in terms of their portfolio size, they were looking at half. In fact, one guy got up at one point and he said something along the lines of, if I had 4,000 euros a month, I'd be rich. And I kind of looked, yeah, kind of looked around the room and was waiting to see some sort of reaction and there wasn't. And I thought to myself, geez, I currently have more than 4,000 euros a month and we're basically getting by uh, without any sort of luxuries, so to speak. So like 4,000 a month would be, yeah, we're getting by, right? So it was really a case where you see the power that moving to a low cost country has. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make here is maybe that should be a consideration for your financial independence journey. And that if you were to consider moving to a cheaper and hotter country that you may find you can get to your financial independence journey a lot faster than if you were to look at it from an Irish context. Now, the last point. The last point is, this is going to be a little bit funny to think about, but I want you to try and get your head around it. And please understand that I've had a couple of days to think about this, so I'm not expecting you to get this straight away. One of the takeaways I got was that when it comes to looking at your portfolio, because this is a long-term game, we should be dividing our portfolio up into two. We should have a short-term portfolio or a pre-normal retirement age portfolio and a post-normal retirement age portfolio. Now, it's pretty simple. The post-retirement age is obviously our pension, right? But one of the problems of a pension 
is that we can't access that until we're 50, 55, 60, right? And that can seem too far away. But at the same time, we need to be thinking about what will happen when we get to that age, what money are we expecting to use? I always thought to myself, right, my portfolio is one, and I need a million euro portfolio at 4% withdrawal rate, that's 40,000 a year, and happy days. But these guys don't think like that. These guys know that when they get older, they're going to need less money, right? One of the big things that they kept talking about, and fair play to Europe for this, was that the reason that we get obsessed with this massive portfolio is because in America, as they get older, the Americans, they have to start paying for their own health insurance. And that gets more and more and more expensive. But in the case of somewhere like Spain, they have one of the best healthcare systems in the world. So they don't have to worry about that cost. They know as they get older, they're going to be spending less and less money. In an Irish context, we know that when we turn 68, or at least we hope, we're going to get the state pension. You take that state pension and go and live, say, in the Canary Islands, that's a lot of money. That's how we need to be thinking about this, Five Guys, because we need to be thinking about ways that we can be smarter so that we don't just have to constantly get this massive, massive portfolio to live our current spending habits. I've got three kids right now. I'm in my 30s. They say in your 30s, your spending is the worst that it is in your lifetime. I'm not surprised. We do spend 4000 a month plus, and we have nothing to show for it. Just spending money on consultation fees for doctors and various appointments like that, our medical bills alone are probably three, four, five hundred a month. When we get older, our kids will be supporting themselves for a lot of that stuff. And so hopefully we won't have that level of expenses as we get older. Our needs will also change. As you get older, our requirement to what we need to spend will probably be less. We will value other things more, such as just sitting out, having a glass of wine at home, going down to a beach or a nice walk, etc. Right? And so we need to be thinking about the fact that we have our pension, we put our contributions away to that, say it be 20, 30, 40% of your portfolio in your pension, and then start thinking about what that short-term pension is with the other 60%. Because perhaps that short-term pension doesn't need to be as much as you think it needs to be. All right, we had Alvo on the last episode, and he gave his number. He said if he got to 400,000 pounds, he would be happy to leave his job. That's his fine number. £400,000 isn't enough to last you your entire lifetime. But is it enough to last you for the next 10 or 15 years? And there is a good chance that it is. As I said, these guys want to spend their money. And so for me, I'm 15 years away from being able to access my pension. And I'd somehow, in my own mind, thought, right, well, if it's going to take me 15 years, so be it. But what if, what if I put the pension money away and I focused on that short-term pension pot, and I took a few more risks than I would in my normal pension, knowing that, hey, let's flip a coin a little bit here. Because if I can get some traction on this stuff, then, hey, maybe two, three, four, five years, I can say, right, I've now got 10 years left of this pot, and I'm actually going to stop working for the next 10 years and just live off the pot. And if that pot gets to zero, that's okay, because then I've got my pension coming in, and I can then start utilizing that. If I have money left over, Happy days. Maybe I can hold off taking my pension a little bit longer, or I can combine them and have a super pot then. Again, this all came because I applied for the conference and I went. As I said earlier, guys, I would highly recommend it. It was a great experience. If you're subscribed to the podcast and you're catching all the episodes, if any of these events do come up in the future, 
you'll be the first ones to know. I know that there is one happening, I believe in May next year, summer in Spain. So I will let you guys know when it comes up. It would be great to get to, uh, for a few of us to go over. I think that that would be, that would be amazing. Um, but at the same time, as I said, I will let you guys know if anything comes up. And as always, if you have any questions on this episode, reach out to me at michael at firepodcast.ae. Have a good week, and I will catch you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire Podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast, as well as regular updates such as a monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.